Hello. Are you going to say hello? hello? Sorry, hello. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm Lydia. And I'm Grace. Otherwise known as Everything With The Girls. So I've put in the script that today we're talking about Slenderman, but we're not talking about Slenderman. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my like very accurate um, script writing right there. Very good. But editing. today, put in. Very good editing. Oh yeah, always. I, I never copy and paste. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are actually talking about um, some of the most haunted places in the UK. And I've just realised by looking at the FaceTime, all you can see are my boobs. Like I've got a t-shirt on, but like it's just that angle. I can't I don't see your boobs, you can though, see I my can face. just see Harry Styles' face. <laughs> well, it's Your not boobs. the worst thing to only be able to see. <laughs> like, so yeah, there's a bit of a delay already. So if you've not already done so, make sure you follow us on Instagram. It's at Everything with the Girls Pod, and have a listen to our other episodes on Spotify or Apple. This month is Halloween. If you hadn't already guessed, spooky season. When is Halloween? Um, Saturday. Oh shit. So sad. Mm. And so far, we've talked about the truth behind American Horror Story, the UK witchcraft, palaver, because there's no other way to palaver. <laughs> Technical terms. <laughs> Just a palaver that lasted a few hundred years, isn't it? <laughs> and last week's episode was on Slenderman. Yeah, let's just get into it, shall we? This week, we're going to be talking about haunted places, as I've already said, because who doesn't love a good haunted house? Like we did with our witchcraft episode, we're going to be focusing on locations within England, some of which we've both actually been to. Makes it a little bit creepier, don't you think? Have we? Well, you've been to the one next to where your mother lives, and well, I've stayed actually, in the fourth most haunted place. I told you that that was right next to my mum. Mum, if you're listening, which you definitely are, there's a place that we're going to talk about. Yeah. There's a place that we're going to talk about called Pluckley, and I was sure that Pluckley was like the village over, but I actually looked, and I can't even remember the name of the village over. It's not. Pluckley's actually... In, <laughs> it's in Kent. It's in the same county, but it's actually nowhere near me. Oh, that counts. Don't worry, I, know that it, counts. It, I know it, so it must be like on the train line. It can't be yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's not what I thought it was. Yeah. So... <laughs> As we've probably already established, I, Lydia, if you hadn't couldn't guess between the southern and northern accent <laughs> just yet after the sixteenth episode, uh, I'm pretty much interested in anything creepy. Haunted places creep me out so much, but I actually really enjoy learning about them and the stories behind them. So I mean, you a- saw how much Edinburgh creeped me out, didn't you? This but- is where we differ, yeah, because I actually, I've been, you know, I've been saying the last couple of episodes that I'm going to start rewatching American Horror Story. You can't, you can't bring yourself to do it. I can't. I watched the first two episodes and I can't. It's too scary. I can't do it. See, I I can watch anything, but when it comes to actually being in somewhere physically or around something that would probably creep me out, that's yeah. when I'm like, oh, I'll still do it and I'll still like enjoy it, like I, like the adrenaline rush from it. But it takes me a while not to throw up from fear. So, like, if you follow us on Instagram. Um, you'll actually know that we went on a ghost tour in Edinburgh about a month ago. And I actually will enjoy saying this. You were scareder than I was. And you actually oh, held yeah. my hand it first. It terrifies me. You held yeah. my hand first. And I thought, yeah. oh, I'm not, I'm not, sorry, I'm... Miss Big Shot here is scared. No, no, no. I am not afraid to, like, I'm not afra- ashamed. That's the right word. I'm not ashamed to say that these places scare me the fuck out. But I'll do it for the adrenaline rush. I think like, once I'm there, I'm like, right, don't get scared. Don't show them you're scared. And just, oh, no. I, just pretend I'm that you're lost. chill and you're like at one with the ghosts and then nothing bad will happen. No. Like, I, it's, this is going to sound so fucking weird and like sort of like masochistic in some way, but I enjoy being scared. Like, you know, like jump scares, like yeah. the adrenaline that comes from it. It's like people like roller that. coasters. I hate that feeling. Yeah. No, see, like, I love roller coasters and stuff like that. That's the only, like, adrenaline rush I'll ever get. Do you know what I was saying to my friend the other day? Because she's gone, she's gone to, like, Alton Towers today. I was saying, yeah. like, um, the older I get, the less I actually enjoy roller coasters because my brain oh, can actually no. comprehend that they're not safe. Even though they are safe, no, I... they're not safe. Do you know what I mean? 
See, I was scared of everything when I was a child. Like everything. I used to like crawl into bed in the middle of the night with my brother because I was scared of the closet. Like (laughs) I was terrified of everything. And I don't know what it is. Like late teens, something just switched. And I was like, you know what? Nah, this is enjoyable. This is how I'm going to get my I enjoy learning about like past, past like murders and like atrocities and stuff like that. I don't know if that's weird, but that that is weird. Maybe there's like, teenage girls get their adrenaline from like running around with the wrong boys and like, nah, they can fuck off. I'd rather learn about ghosts. (laughs) You were at home watching horror films though. Pretty much, yeah. Maybe this is why I'm single. That's okay. Um, I mean, so this, my parents must have appreciated it because I was a very well behaved. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah, and you've not been, you've not had a baby yet, so that's... no, no, neither then have I. Though. Probably that's won't not in the future either. I, have. <laughs> I haven't either. But anyway, if you if you follow us on Instagram, you'll know about this ghost tour that we went on, and you can make your own conclusions. But there was definitely a ghost there. Oh, we saw a ghost. One hundred percent. You can look 100%. at the pictures, and they're definitely. It's on there, and Lydia didn't even go into the kids' room either. I went into fuck. the kids' room. No, I I do not fuck with kids. Like kid ghosts. No, that that's the only thing that's a big no no for me. Like, no way. But I could understand if it was like an orb of light or whatever. People are just being like, "Oh no, it's just like it's a it's a trick of the light." Whatever. Yeah, but it's not. You there can see the silhouette. silhouette. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is a silhouette or something. People are listening and to this thing going crazy. crazy. <laughs> I mean, if they haven't already figured that out, then I can't help them. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, go surreal, guys. Get with the program. Yeah. There. There we go. So, firstly, we're going to take you to one of London's most famous attractions, Hampton Court Palace. Woohoo! Woo-hoo! Never actually been there, but it's pretty. Like, I don't you know. even know what that is. It is mainly like the residence where they would stay before like Buckingham Palace was built. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That that was caught like as far as I know that was caught for like Henry VIII and Elizabeth I and stuff. Okay. At 502 years old, it's not surprising that Hampton Court Palace is backed up to its medieval rafters with ghouls, ghosts, <laughs> and blood-curdling history. Oh, I like the way you've worded that. Very spooky. Yeah. Two of King Henry VIII's wives are reportedly common spectres. Why are all of, of Henry VIII's wives ghosts? Because he killed them all. Oh. So their souls never got rest, okay? They're, They're like, I can't believe I fell in love with this man and he fucking killed me. I'm so annoyed. They're fucking traumatised. So annoyed. So let's go on to Jane Seymour. I think she was the third of his wives. Oh, fuck no. But she was definitely his favourite because she was the only one to bear him a son. Okay. And we know Henry had a few problems and all he wanted was a male. Yeah. Had a bit of a complex about that, didn't he? So it's said that a sad white wraith, which is another word of like a female form, Carrying a lighted taper is said to be Henry's third wife, Jane Seymour. Yeah, she was his third wife. <laughs> she died from post-birth complications at Hampton Court only a few days after delivering Henry's longed-for son, Prince Edward. While delighted with his male heir, the king was devastated by the sudden loss of his perfect queen. Bit disrespectful for your past wives, isn't it? Yeah. Like, Catherine never did anything to you. Yeah. You just booted her out. Apparently, Henry commanded that her heart be buried beneath the altar. So not her, just her heart. Mm. Which I uh, found a bit discomforting, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so many believe that she's been seen in the courtyard walking with the candle. Just like aimlessly strolling She's probably around. looking for her heart. She's like, dude, I lost yeah, my heart. Where exactly. So a pale figure is reported to appear on the silver slick stairs, which once led up to a room in which Jane gave birth and died on the anniversary of Edward's birth in October 1537. Spooky. I mean, I mean, it all adds up, doesn't it? But apparently, she's a nice ghost. She's very mild. She just you just see her stroll around sometimes. Doesn't bother anyone. Yeah, just is what it is, isn't it? Now. The next one. (laughs) 
Here we go. Catherine Howard. So Catherine's ghost is far more vocal and the sightings are more regularly reported. She wants to be seen. Like <laughs> Catherine was beheaded at the tower in 1542, just 19 years of age, for adultery and treason. I mean, is a 19-year-old really committing treason? Like It's claimed that after she was arrested at Hampton Court, the terrified teenager broke free from her guards and ran along what is now called the Haunted Gallery, screaming out to the king for mercy. She never reached Henry, who was at the prayer in the chapel, like a good little uh, Protestant boy. I nearly said Catholic boy, but he wasn't Catholic at that point. That's a whole story for another day, though, isn't it? The guards dragged her away, and she never saw Henry again. It's said that her anguished ghost now repeats the heartbreaking journey, screaming through eternity. Visitors claim to have seen her dressed in white, shrieking while walking the halls. And it was actually, I know. So it was also said that on this particular day, I think there were three groups of tours, because they do ghost tours, obviously. (laughs) Like, (laughs) perfect day out in London. Let's go on a ghost tour of Hampton Court Palace. Yes. (laughs) And, um, three women on separate tours in separate parts of the day so they hadn't like overlapped or anything fainted in the exact same spot in the gallery Mm. and a lot of people have like been sick from walking through there like they just suddenly get really nauseous like how creepy yeah so maybe there's something in the air if not a ghost but i'm Mm. leaving a ghost if i'm honest maybe baby hmm The third ghost that is commonly seen is the Grey Lady. So there have been numerous sightings of Sybil Penn at the palace. Sybil was a servant for four Tudor monarchs and the wet nurse for Edward VI. She nursed Elizabeth I devotedly through smallpox. In 1562, the Queen recovered, but poor Sybil caught the pox and died soon afterwards. I mean, poor woman was just trying to do her job. Sad. Yeah. Sybil's tomb was disturbed when the church was renovated in 1829 and shortly after this, stories began to spread of the grey lady seen walking the corridors of the state apartments and clock court at the palace. Sybil was also linked to mysterious spinning wheel noises that were said to come from behind a wall in a grace and favour apartment. Legend has it that when the wall was removed... An old and much used spinning wheel was discovered. You legend know what a spinning wheel has is, right? it. Why is it always? Yeah. It's always legend has it. We love a good legend. I know that's true. You know what a spinning wheel is. Mm, no. You know what Rapunzel pricks her finger on? Oh yeah, with the f- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's to like um, weave thread. You know, like yeah, to make it it's like so a big. Um, yeah, it is. It is. So some other encounters for you. Because Hampton Court Palace is not going to just stick with three ghosts, are they? What a shit happened. It's greedy. In May... I know, right? In May 2000, a noted psychologist, Richard Wiseman, conducted an experiment at Hampton Court to investigate whether the ghosts were all in the mind. I mean, come on, just leave it as it is. People enjoy a good ghost story. Don't ruin it for anyone else. Leave it for once. Yeah, So he asked volunteers to describe themselves either believers or non-believers in the paranormal and asked people in both groups to record any unusual experiences as they wandered around. I'm guessing they did this at night because what what uses do they do in the day? As you might expect, the believers reported more spooky sensations overall. But interestingly enough, many participants of both groups, recorded more unusual incidents in the same places, the Haunted Gallery and the Georgian Rooms. Whether or not they knew the legends, there we go, another another legends Mm -hmm. coming in there for you. This suggests that something is happening, but we're not exactly sure what it is. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Drum roll, please. (laughs) And on three consecutive nights in the winter of 2003... Hampton Court security staff were alerted to the opening of a fire door, which normally sets off an alarm, doesn't it, when you open a fire door? Yeah. And it was always the same door near Clock Court. 
On all three nights, the CCTV footage clearly showed the fire doors opening with great force. However, on the second night, a ghostly looking figure in a period dress. Mate, I've seen this video. I need to send it to you. No way am I watching that. I'm not fucking watching that. Mate, honestly. So a ghostly... I'm getting shivers. Like, why did I turn my light off to record? (laughs) So a ghostly looking figure in a period dress appeared in the doorway, reached out and then closed the doors again. It wasn't just the security guy the security staff that had witnessed the ghostly figure on the second day, the same day of the recording, a visitor had left a comment in the visitor's book detailing her sighting of a spectral figure in this exact same area. Ugh, fuck that. Like, she didn't tell any staff, she just wrote it down. Like, Yeah, I saw this. Yeah, and this was the middle of the night as well, so, like, there weren't any, like, ghost tours or whatever, like... Oh, that would shit me off. Imagine being a security yeah. and watching that over. I'm like, oh, fuck this. I'm getting a new job. This is what I mean. All these places typically have people working through the night. Why would you sign up for a job? I know. <laughs> Some people don't well, believe in it. You have to though, roam the halls. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, but, like, we'll get onto it, like, in a bit. But there are times where the security guards are the ones to report what they've seen. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I would not be going back the next day. (laughs) It's a no from me. Yeah. Okay, so our second case study is Pluckley Village in Kent, the town that I thought I lived next door to, but I actually don't. (laughs) She lied. I lied. Pluckley is in the Guinness Book of Records as it is reputed to be the most haunted village in Britain. Apparently it has 12, possibly 13 or 14 ghosts. And these are what they are. Um, so there is a phantom coach and horses. On dark nights, it is supposed to be possible to hear the drumming of the horse's hooves and the sound of the coach rumbling along the road. Um, there is the miller, who has been seen at Mill Hill. Near a house called the Pinnock, there is an old ruined mill where the black shape of a miller's ghost is said to wander. The ghost only appears before a thunderstorm. Super creepy. There is the hanging body of a schoolmaster in Dickie Buses Lane. Soon after World War One, a schoolmaster committed suicide in the village and his body is said to be visible to this day, swinging in the breeze. Oh my God, that's awful. I know. Um, a colonel who hung himself in Parkwood. Parkwood was formerly a small stretch of forest, forested ground on the outskirts of Pluckley. Um, the colonel's ghost can still be seen walking around the park. So there apparently is a man smothered by a wall of clay who drowned at the brickworks. The man who works near the railway station is said to scream every night the same way he did when he died. Oh, my God. The Lady of Rose Court is supposed to haunt Rose Court after she killed herself by drinking the juices of crushed poisonous berries. Her ghost appears between four and five o'clock in the afternoon, the same time that she died. The White Lady of Daring, the main Daring Manor, was burnt by a fire in 1952. The house was supposed to be haunted for centuries but the ghost by the ghost of a family member known as the white lady who appears in the library that's where i would go you know what i wonder like why are all these like ghost stories it's always the gray lady or the white lady or the little girl in the white dress Do you well know there's what I mean? another one down here called the red lady as well i know i think it's just the color of the dress they're wearing yeah maybe um okay so there's a few more so bear with me the ghost of a gypsy woman huddled in a tattered shawl is often claimed to be visible near the bridge by the crossroads. She was burned to death in mysterious circumstances. I mean, they probably thought she was a witch. Mm. The spectre of the highwayman haunted the area where a hollow oak tree stood at Fright's Corner. Here a man was ambushed by his enemies who was run through with a sword and speared to a tree. The gory oh event is said to be reenacted every night. And finally... Sorry, you know that reminds me of in Harry Potter when they reenact the the headless hunt and they won't let nearly headless Nick into it because he's only nearly headless. Well, they all it all a lot of these remind me of Harry Potter actually, like because of nearly headless yeah. Nick. Um, yeah. But the last one in Pluckley is the Church of Saint Nicholas, which is said to be haunted by the ghost of the beautiful Lady Daring, who died in the twelfth century. Not to be confused with the White Lady. 
Lady Daring was buried in a gown with a red rose in her hand. Her body was placed inside seven coffins, one inside the other. What? Which were How then put inside an coffin? oak casket and then buried in a vault under the church. I don't know who's trying to hide What were they thing. scared of happening? I don't know. <laughs> but to this day... Did they bury her alive? I mean, her ghost still came out because the red lady walks yeah. in the graveyard of the church, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. If that if that was the idea to prevent that happening, they failed miserably. Yeah. Um, the sightings of the Red Lady are the most common sightings within Pluckley, and she's sometimes seen with a little white dog. Um, and the last three examples of sightings all happen within a few feet of a road junction that ghost hunters have dubbed Fright Corner. Ooh. So this- we should do like a UK road trip for all these places. I mean, we could definitely go to Pluckley. That would that could be like a day yeah. trip. Yeah, I mean, we can go to this next place as well, but I have already been. Have you? Yeah. Okay. So this next place, I didn't really research because some of the a lot of these stories are what they told me while I was there. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, just take it what what you will, but it's definitely very creepy. Saint Bravel's Castle in Gloucestershire is a magnet for ghost hunters. And few who cross the threshold in search of the ghostly encounters leave disappointed. I actually stayed there last year. And let me tell you, it's creepy as fuck. Not even just the castle, the whole village surrounding it and everything. Like, it's really weird. Like, it's up this really big hill. Like, I thought my car was going to tip back. The hill was (laughs) that much of an incline. (laughs) Like, um, there's like a really creepy chapel opposite. And with the graveyard and everything, and oh, it's just, it's just creepy. It's very creepy, okay? And there was only one place where you could get signal on your phone, and it was outside the chapel. So you had to, like, go across the road and everything, sit on this really weird bench outside the chapel in the middle of the night if you wanted to use your phone. No, (laughs) thanks. Yeah. So while I was there, as I already said, we were told some stories, and it definitely spooked us out. But until I saw that it was one of the most haunted places in the UK, I wasn't that overly creeped out. They were just entertaining stories at the time. So, for those of you who don't know, St. Bravel's Castle is located in Gloucestershire. And if you don't know where that is, just Google it. Oh, isn't that where Fred and Rose West lived? Oh, maybe. Fun little bit of trivia with everything but the girls. Castle was built in the early 12th century and it was an important royal castle on the edge of Wales. It was used as an administrative and judicial centre for the Forest of Dean. During the 13th century, Edward I used the castle as a crossbow bolt factory to produce weapons against the Welsh and the Scottish because we were not all friends at that point. <laughs> we're definitely still like, not all friends. Yeah, like the English were definitely trying to fuck things up back then, yeah? Yeah. So, understandably, the castle has quite a dark history. There are so many rooms that have quite a creepy feel to them when you go in. Like, it's it's obviously cold because they're not going to have, like, central heating. <laughs> like, yeah. But Someone's it's like... radiators on? You walk into certain stairwells or whatever and you just kind of, like... You you go cold. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like there was this there was this one staircase that you like we would have to run up because the lights would never be on, and you could just feel yourself being watched. Uh. And like Meg is insistent that she saw someone watching her. Like it was in the middle of the night. She decided to go for a walk around the village in the middle of the night because she could not sleep. Who the fuck does that? Okay. Exactly. I'm putting, <laughs> I'm putting calm on my phone or watching Netflix. I'm not fucking going out in public where I could potentially be murdered. So, one room that I personally found very uncomfortable was the room to the left of the gatehouse as you entered the castle. So, the manager, when we first got there, he gave us all a tour of the castle and, like, this is where he was telling us most of the stories. So at first it did seem fairly bland. It was just another hostel um, bedroom. Like it it didn't really seem too creepy until he pulled back the rug in the center of the room. So under the rug was a hatch that had been padlocked shut. And when he opened it, 
it reveals an obulet. What's an obulet? You don't know. Well, I won't get to that. <laughs> so, an obulet is essentially a secret dungeon with only an access through the tra- trap door in the ceiling, which it was this trap door in the middle of the floor. The word comes from the French obulet, which means to forget. I mean, if you don't, if, if you don't understand the what that's going to mean, then I can't help you. (laughs) So I only know what I was told on this tour because I really couldn't find anything about it on other than certain things going on in that particular room. So the obulet was, sorry if I'm destroying that word, but we've established I'm not good at words, guys. Okay. (laughs) I'm just not good at words. So essentially the obulet was used to just make people disappear for whatever reason. The yeah, people would be thrown down there and be left to die. There was no way out because it was that deep that no ladder would be able to get to the bottom. Most of the time, only those who had thrown you down there were the ones that knew you were there. Other people just thought you'd left or disappeared. He explained it that a lot of the people thrown down there were being people who had either committed crimes that couldn't be punished or had just pissed off the sheriff. Like What the fuck? Yeah, it's like fully medieval. (laughs) So once the prisoners had died, because it was so deep and the actual entrance of it was so small, they they didn't remove the bodies either. There were no windows, there was no air. The only light that came in was when the hatch was open and that was never, like unless they were throwing someone else down there. So the bodies were left to decompose while others met the same fate throughout the time. So sometimes you'd be thrown down there where already dead bodies. So what, did they eventually get rid of the bodies or was there just loads of bones there? Well, what had happened was when they'd reopened the castle and like throughout time as well, they slowly filled it in with sand. So when we looked down there, there was maybe like 15 feet to the bottom. But that actually wasn't the bottom. That was just because they filled it in. Uh, But underneath that sand, there's all skeletons. Countless, countless bodies. Yeah, why the fuck would you not go down there and get them out and give them a burial? Because you can't. Of course you like, can. You can nowadays. Just fucking get a ladder. But if you think about how many how many years that will have been in use, it's going to oh, be that layers is so and horrible. layers and layers. Yeah. That is horrible. Imagine getting pushed down there and you just fall onto like all these skeletons. Yeah, I know. So, well, I think a lot of the time when they were thrown down there, because the fall was so great, the chance of them surviving that fall was little. Like, mm. hopefully, they will have had a get quick yeah. death and wouldn't I've have had to stay down there for days. Trying to die. Yeah. So yeah, while I was on this tour, the, the people who had been assigned to that room, I could see were just going more grey and more grey and more grey, knowing that they were sleeping on top of dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this room contains what is known as the scary bed, which sounds silly. But it's one particular bed in the room that's underneath the window that guests have been awoken by what seems to be an angry spirit. It doesn't appear to like people staying in this particular bed and it violently tugs on the pet bed sheets. Some people have also reported being woken up by a woman screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Why do people do this for fun? I just don't understand it. Why but this is the ever? thing. So I went on this like, group trip. And we had no idea. Like, we didn't go there to, like, find ghosts or whatever. We just happened to stay there. Because it's it's a gorgeous hostel. It's a YHA. And, like, it's one of the more luxury hostels. Yeah. Because of where it is. So we had no idea until we got there. Like, and when we got there, we were like, what the fuck have you signed us up to? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry if these stories are really long, but it's just what's in my head. i just got to get – I've just been waiting to get these stories out, okay? Like <laughs> – So many people have claimed to experience odd things throughout the castle. One experience is that of hearing a baby crying when there's no baby around. (laughs) On anything. (laughs) Well, yeah, obviously. But like, it's most of the time, you know, if there's like a family with a baby next door. Do you know what I mean? So one evening while staying there, our group were taken to the chapel. While the manager told us stories of some strange goings on throughout the years and the history of the castle that related to these experiences. Now, I don't know when this happened, 
but it was just in past centuries. And as we know, superstition was rife throughout the country for a long time, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And one superstition was that because fireplaces would get so hot due to the roaring fires and the size of them, they would link to hell because of the, the amount of the heat that came off them. And spirits and demons would be able to pass through into the household. I mean, doesn't really make sense, but let's go with it. And because of this, people would believe that the only way to protect their home from these demons would be to place something with a pure soul in the chimney. Ew. Now I think you can probably guess where I'm going to go with this when I'm talking about something with a pure soul. So we were told that during one of the preservation projects of the castle, there was focus on the fireplace in the main dining hall because they obviously had to make sure they were sealed correctly and all that. And as they investigated the fireplace, they found a little cubby hole with a cloth inside that they found to hold the remains of a baby. So small that they believed it to be a newborn. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. So this is awful enough and certainly creepy. But while we were being told this story, I could see one of the people in our group, Moni, get more and more uncomfortable, like she was on the verge of tears, right? And we hadn't known before this point, like before he told the story, no one had known this. But while she was in the shower earlier, in the bathroom that was next to the dining hall, she could hear the cries of a baby. (laughs) And she said that at the time she thought it was just her friends messing about with her. Because like they'd all been, we'd all been like trying to scare each other like throughout. But once we were told the story, she thought it must be something else. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, I remember her like just like this head distraught face, and as he's telling this story, and I'm like, "Are you okay?" And then she told everyone, and we were like, "Fuck, like, you, this is real." <laughs> so there are a lot more stories linked with the castle. I just wanted to pick out some of my favourites. Yes, I realise that sounds weird, but (laughs) I like creepy things, okay? So the next experience I wanted to talk about is the story that the manager told us of the experience of his old manager, when he just started working there, that she went through one, like, evening. It wasn't too late, but, like, yeah. He said that she'd been doing paperwork in the chapel one day, which it wasn't, like, a chapel anymore. They'd, like, renovated it into, like, a games room type thing so there were like couches everywhere and stuff and as she was working she could hear strange noises and then could hear children's voices she explained that there weren't any families or like school parties or anything that day in the castle and so as she hears these voices she feels something sit on her lap yeah like pressure onto onto her lap as she's sitting down in one of the couches and then she can feel small hands place on her face, like on her cheeks either side, and start to move her cheeks up and down, like what like little kids do, you know, to make funny faces with your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh. Does it all the time, like. So I'm not entirely sure where these children come in to the history of the castle. I think it was something to do with like a local school, like a local boarding school, and there was an outbreak of TB maybe or. Mm or something to do with that um but yeah if a little child ghost decided to sit on my knee and play with my face i definitely would be freaked out oh that's horrible that's so creepy yeah so lastly let's talk about the state apartment it's one of the oldest remaining parts of the castle and has since been split up into individual areas including isabel's room and a long corridor (laughs) footsteps at the side of the bed in this room are frequent reported from guests as well as the sound of a curtain closing in the room even though the curtains are already closed the sound of footsteps are also heard in the corridor outside the room as well as the sound of scratching coming from the door and the walls there have also been loud bangs on the walls reported also People believe that the spirit behind these noises is that of a young girl that has been seen at the end of a corridor dressed in white, obviously. What a a coincidence. One guest witnessed the girl walk through a wall. A dark, shadowy entity has also been seen 
to walk across the state apartment's room, as well as the sound of violins being heard and the sound of disembered voices seemingly arguing. Ooh. So one of the, the sightings of this little girl, um, he said, was one of the cleaners. She was in a room cleaning one day and she was hoovering her stuff. And she turned around and there was just this young girl standing behind her. And she didn't actually realise because she had her phones in and stuff. And she was like, are you okay? And the girl just kind of nodded at her. And so she just went back to clean and she turned back and she was gone. But the door and stuff didn't open. Oh, stop, stop. It's freaking me out. <laughs> freaking me out, man. <laughs> like, honestly, this place is so creepy. They have, they still have the cells because it was obviously used for the sheriff. Mm. And they still have the cells where they would keep people. And the cells are now a bedroom. And they haven't, they haven't like scratched away the engravings on the cell walls. Yeah. And it's like people's names scratched into it and stuff and like dates and things like that. It's so creepy, honestly. I always think it would be really fun to do one of those, you know, like the prison escape rooms. Yeah. I yeah. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. So, yeah, safe to say that I slept with my uh, duvet over my head every single night. Oh, yeah, fuck that. Oh, fuck that. I could never see because I enjoy this stuff, but I don't want to fuck with ghosts, okay? Yeah, it's fun, but I'm also scared. Yeah. Um, okay. I realise the danger. So let's now talk about Blickling Hall in Norwich. The Grand Norfolk residence of Blickling Hall is home to one of the most famous phantoms, Miss Anne Boleyn. Oh, we love Anne Boleyn. We love her. She's, she's an icon. The, the supposed witch, yeah? She's an icon. Blickling Hall stands on the site of an older medieval manor, which is thought to have been her birthplace. Anne Boleyn was famously beheaded on the orders of her husband, Henry VIII, when he became frustrated that she couldn't bear him a son and an heir because that is definitely her fault. What a wanker. Now her headless ghost is said to return every year on the 19th of May, the anniversary of her death. As the night falls, Anne Boleyn's ghost rides up to the house. (laughs) In a coach drawn by a headless horseman. Of course he's headless. We love a headless horseman. With her own head on her lap. She's just got her head on her lap, you know. (laughs) The moment the coach arrives in front of the house, it vanishes into thin air. Tradition also has it that when news of Anne's death reached Blickling Hall in 1536, four headless horses were seen dragging the body of the headless man across Norfolk. Oh, Mm. Anne Boleyn's father, Sir Thomas, is also said to haunt near and around Blickling Hall, having been cursed for taking no action to prevent two of his children being executed by Henry VIII. Each year, his ghost has attempted to cross 12 bridges before the cock crows. His route takes him from Blickling to Elsham, Burr, Buxton, Coltishall, Mayton, Oxnead and Ruham. Ruham? Roxham? Yeah. Rome. How you pronounce it. Other less dramatic ghost stories of Blickling Hall include the spirits of Sir John Falstoff, a medieval knight who fought against Joan of Arc, the inspiration for Shakespeare's Falstaff, and Sir Henry Hobart, the first baronet of Blickling Hall, whose dying groans are said to be heard emanating from the West Turret bedroom on the anniversary of his death. They love a good anniversary, don't they? I know. It's always like, the day you died. I would just surprise people. I'd yeah. pop up whenever I fancy. Yeah. You know like, I mean? bitch, you don't know when I'm coming. You don't know me. You don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> so, this next place is actually near me. Like, it's it's Liverpool, okay? I was born here. Yes, Hometown. Liverpool. Woohoo! Um, and we're going to go to Speak Hall, which... Ooh. I have always known to be haunted, even when I was a kid. Like, it's just, it's just known, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, it is very famous for being haunted, which I didn't know a lot of people knew about Speak Hall, but according to the internet, they do. So the house was originally built over 400 years ago by the devout Catholic Norris family. The family lived here for over 200 years until the final female descendant married into the Beauclerc's family. The Beauclerc's later sold the property and its estate to the Watt family in 1795. I mean, they were getting that cash for that property. Cashola. Yeah. 
The last female heir of the Watt family inherited the estate and returned to live here in 1878 and did so up until her day, until her death in 1921. In 1942, the house was passed over to the National Trust. So they've been looking after it ever since, oh, although the nice city council did look after it for a while. Yeah, so I think since the 80s, it's always been the National Trust. Like the council oh, did share it for a while. Well, I actually forgot to mention it, but Bleakley Hall is also a National Trust. Is it? Yeah. Yes. So the house has bear witness to several hundred years of turbulent history. During Tudor times, the essential feature of a secret priest hall was used, as well as a secret observation hall built into the chimney of one of the bedrooms, which allowed the occupant to spot on any potential threats approaching the house. I think these people might have been a bit uh, I paranoid. think they're paranoid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of the only places that I know that has had, um, has had still has a priest hall. Like, I know a lot of places did, but... I've never even heard of that. It was when, especially through Elizabeth I, they were, like, arresting Catholic priests. Mm. So a lot of families would hide the priests in these priest holes. It was literally, like, a tiny little cubby hole that they could just barely fit themselves. Mm. And they would hide in there. So if anyone came looking for them and stuff, they obviously wouldn't be able to find them. See, kids, you learn something new every day. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're friends with Lydia. (laughs) Useless information. (laughs) So there are said to be several ghosts that refuse to leave this stunning Tudor mansion. Dark shadows are often seen floating around the Great Hall and the overwhelming sense of oppression is often felt by both staff and guests alike. The sudden feeling of nauseousness is also frequently reported by people entering the Blue Room. So the Blue Room is also reported to be giving an an unnerving feeling and a dark shadowy figure is often seen. When seen, the figure has been known to whisper the words, Get out! (laughs) In the upper corridors, footsteps are often heard, endlessly walking in the dead of night when nobody is around. The sound of children crying is also a frequent occurrence, even though the hall is empty. So I also have to say that before we recorded this, I spent my whole afternoon watching episodes of Most Haunted. (laughs) (laughs) And don't at me saying Most Haunted isn't the best show ever. Like, I realise that a lot of the time it's probably the crew members making the noises and stuff. But it's still enjoyable seeing people's reactions to these noises. Fun to watch people freak out. Yeah, like you got to find enjoyment out of it sometimes. Mm-hmm. So with all these hauntings so far, the most prolific has not yet been mentioned. The story goes that rather than cope with her husband's mounting debts and gambling problems, Mary Norris is said to have thrown the couple's young son out of the window of the tapestry room into the murky waters of the moat below. So devastated by what she had done, Mary then followed her son, throwing herself out of the window also. Since then, the ghost of Mary has been seen in the tapestry room, gliding across the floor before disappearing into the walls. Although this ghost has been witnessed, the story of Mary and her son may or may not be true. People don't like know exactly for sure. Some say that there's evidence to say that their child grew up and died and is like, early um is late 60s other people say that's bollocks like it's just a ghost story okay but what is to be known is that back then if their fathers had been a bit naughty and added away with some other women the mothers would kill that child because they couldn't support it yeah they couldn't support it they didn't have a father to support the child when you put when you said gliding across the floor before disappearing into walls it makes me think of moaning myrtle from harry potter (laughs) <laughs> when she like runs up to them and we tells will, them to get out <laughs> we will always find Harry Potter references and something <laughs> I will anyway um, so yeah even if this particular story isn't true it should what was that? it's a baby crying are you f- oh I forgot that you lived with a baby oh my god <laughs> I just shit myself because <laughs> I've never heard the baby before <laughs> Oh my god, I really hope the recording got that. Oh, oh my god, god, that's so fucking creepy! 
<laughs> Why at this particular section where we're talking about babies crying, did the baby start crying? Okay. <laughs> I'm really sorry, guys, if you can hear that, but I'm not going to tell them. No, it adds to the it adds to the experience. Okay, just as okay, Grace does not live with a baby. This is a baby ghost. Okay, yeah, this is all part of it. (laughs) Spooky. (laughs) I just realised this is going to come out on Halloween. Yeah, ooh, spooky, spooky, double spooky. Okay, so yeah, even though this story of Mary and her baby might not be true. There's definitely the spirit of a woman that has been seen. So that's that's not even, no one's willing to debunk that. Like there is a spirit, okay? It may or may not be Mary. And there were babies killed at that time. So yeah, still babies crying. Cool. Yeah, let's move Hello. on. So one of the most well-known ghosts at Speak Hall is the Cavalier. During the hall's renovation in the 1950s, the wet men spotted a man who looked like one of the three musketeers grinning at them whilst leaning on a beam. In fact, he reportedly picked up a hammer and passed it to the wet- a workman who f- who fell through the hatchway in sheer fright. <laughs> so that's not the only story of the Cavalier, though. During the 1970s, Charlie Williams, a 13-year-old boy, would regularly ride to Speak Hall to talk to a rather eccentrically dressed man whose description matched that of the Cavalier. The man referred to himself as Mr. Pobjoy and taught Charlie sword fencing before he later admitted to Charlie, I've been dead for years. A young lad, <laughs> afraid of who he might have been talking to all this time, rode away on his bike as fast as he could from Speak Hall. I mean, as you, you would. You. Good boy, Charlie. But do not speak to strangers, okay? Fuck this. See you later. <laughs> do not speak to strangers. They may be ghosts. <laughs> so the last one we're going to talk about is the Ram Inn in Gloucestershire. Now, if you look up pictures of this, oh my God, it's got the creepiest fucking stuff in it you've ever seen i've seen one of like a stairwell like there's one of a stairwell and there's like all these wicker like witches oh it's so creepy Ooh, it's horrible. maybe we should go here no fuck that oh well you can go i'm not going no <laughs> way so the ram inn in gloucestershire nestled in a narrow road in a tiny cotswold village the ancient ram inn might pass for just any other b&b in the area but there's no reviews for a stateless hotel as the inn has not hosted any guests since the early 1900s. As one of Britain's oldest houses, the ancient Ram Inn is widely believed to be haunted by ghosts of guests past, featured on paranormal TV series such as The Most Haunted and the US series Ghost Adventures. Built in 1145, that's fucking old. (laughs) It's not old, though, think about that. It's nearly, yeah. it's nearly a thousand years old. And it's old. still working today. It's still a pub today, isn't it? Is that right? It's nearly a thousand years old. No. Yeah, it's 900 years old. No, it's 855. Okay, well, I'm rounding up. <laughs> anyway, it's fucking old. <laughs> Built in 1145, a long, long time ago. The inn was used previously as a keeping house for slaves and workers who helped construct the St. Mary Church. The land where the inn is built is on the intersection of two ley lines, which are points on the map people believe to have high spiritual energy. Spooky. When you use a map, you can trace these lines all the way through the centre of Stonehenge, and an ancient pagan burial ground is reported to have resided on the location of the inn over 5,000 years ago. Ooh. Spooky. We know a burial ground is always going to have stories. So if you look at the photos, one thing immediately obvious is about the house is the religious imagery in every single nook and cranny. The house's religious oh imagery is unsurprising due to its history, but it is nonetheless fucking creepy with walls of the houses adorned with passages of the Bible. Just passages, like Just a bit of text. <laughs> Sounds like my nan's house. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm never going to your nan's house. So there is... There's a cross everywhere. <laughs> there is pagan imagery and religious symbols commonly mentioned, 
but it's only when you walk up the stairs and you're surrounded by brass candlestick holders, weeping Virgin Marys and wooden crucifixes that it really starts to fucking freak you out. One of the most haunted rooms in the entire inn is called the Bishop's Room. Found on the first floor of the house, a lot of guests of the inn would not want to sleep in the room. Some who have slept in this room have claimed to see a ghost of a monk who haunts the room on a regular basis. And if you look at these pictures of this room, it's so creepy. It's like dark wood beams, really low ceiling, red bed sheets, like dark red, like, oh, this is creepy. Anyway, it gets worse. In one of the first rooms you enter, there's a dead cat's carcass. It's like a mummified cat. What? So apparently... Like a taxidermy cat? No, mummified. Not taxidermy, mummified. Ooh, ooh. So it's like you, it's like screaming. You can see that it was like screeching or screaming or like clawing to get out of wherever it was put. So the oh cat is God. the cat is grey, like dusty and definitely, definitely dead. It is mummified <laughs> and it was found either behind the fireplace or inside the wall. So it's kind of like your baby theory. Yeah. So museums have confirmed that the cat was dead before being placed in the building and could be around 500 years old. So it was Jesus. it was customary at the time to place a cat inside the walls of a home to ward off spirits or as a good luck yeah. charm. It was yeah. believed that cats had a sixth sense and that putting a cat in the wall was a blood sacrifice so the animal could use its psychic abilities to find and ward off unwanted spirits. That makes sense, actually, because they, like, with the whole black cats being familiars and stuff like that Pretty as well. Pretty fucking creepy, though. Pretty weird. Yeah. Uh, at least it proves that the castle did not have to sacrifice a baby. They could have just found a stray cat. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Always doing the most. From many of the ceilings hang creepy knickknacks um, that hard that hark back to the inn's history, which is embedded in traditions of paganism, like witchcraft. One popular legend surrounding the ancient Ramin is that of the witch burned at the stake. This woman was burned at the stake in the 1500s as part of the prosecution of people who did not believe or practice Christianity. A lot of people believe that the woman's spirit still haunts one of the rooms in the house to this day. Apparently the woman took refuge in one of the rooms of the house before she was captured and killed and she still wanders about the house. And she never fucking left. Bet she didn't even pay her tab. She ain't going nowhere, bitch. No. Her tab's still open. That's probably why she's still there. <laughs> she's like, um, where can I get That's a fucking gin and tonic from guests. around here? <laughs> so that's enough. That's enough spooky stuff for us. I, I mean, mean, I could have done more. I but... mean, I've personally had enough. I'm okay, going to go and watch The Grinch and try to compromise. <laughs> I did want to leave this one till last because I knew this would be the creepiest one. Like the other ones were more like informative, whereas this is like just entertainment, like entertainment creep. Oh, well, like, this whole podcast, yeah, you are right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that has that we've just been recording for an hour and I feel like it only took 20 minutes because I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're listening to this, don't listen at night and definitely not on a walk. And Megan, if you're listening, <laughs> stop going for walks in the middle of the night because you can't sleep. <laughs> That's how people die. In places that you don't know. That is literally how people die. Is your mum going to be able to listen to this? Yeah, she will. Mum, listen to it in the day. Make sure we should we should have put this at the beginning. <laughs> make sure you're walking Percy in the morning. Yeah, make sure you have Percy nearby to protect you. Or maybe listen to it when you're with Elliot, my brother, because then he'll be able to protect you. He might freak you out then. <laughs> anyway, so next week, Lydia, stop laughing. Sorry, I just find it so funny. (laughs) Next week we are on a new month. It's November. Oh my god! Thank God, twenty twenty is nearly over. Can't wait for twenty twenty one to start and all this hell. Please, because I no no because I did I did that in twenty nineteen saying I can't wait for twenty twenty and look what happened. I'm sorry, guys. It was my fault. I just said I can't wait for twenty one to start and uh, this hell to just continue. (laughs) Yeah, for the rest of my life, this is just what my life is going to be. I'm so convinced that 2020 is my fault because I was like, I was too big for my boots. So I was like, yep, yeah, I'm going to have a great year. Like, it's just going to be brilliant. I've got so many plans. And then the universe was like, no, I do not think so. It's okay. So, 
So November is Unsolved Mysteries Month because we did Halloween month for Lydia and now it's my turn. But it's also Unsolved Mysteries in like conspiracy wise as well. Yes. So I'm trying, I'm trying to divide up all my millions and millions of conspiracy theories into little monthly sections, like subsections (laughs) so that we can do as many as possible for as long as possible. So and you're trying month, to convince me to be a conspiracy theorist as well. I'm ready. I'm ready. I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna do conspiracy theories for the next like six months, obviously, but we're gonna dip into them and dip back out and go back into true crime and whatever. Yeah. But yeah. This month, November coming up is unsolved mysteries. So we have in store for you the missing MH three seven zero flights. <gasps> Did I tell you? I saw on um. On I can't remember what social media it was, but they found remains of a plane. Stop it. Yeah, on the, on a plane in... Oh, I can't remember. What, I'll have to try and find it. Oh. But yeah, and it was like, the headline was like, oh, re- uh, remains of a plane found. Could this be the lost plane of Malaysian Airlines? Or oh, it was something like that. Gee. Yeah, so we're gonna enjoy that. that. We're gonna do Bermuda Triangle, mm-hmm. which um, I have flown over and nothing happened. Mm, spooky conspiracy. Oh, and we're gonna it, do the Roswell incident dead. because what would I be doing if I wasn't talking about aliens at least once a month? <laughs> I mean, I really enjoyed the Roswell TV show. Okay, and, <laughs> does that count? <laughs> and then I've got a gap because we were. We're not we're not mentally prepared to talk about cases like Madeline McCann or anything like that. Oh, so no. follow us on Instagram, everything with the girls pods, and I will put up a little questionnaire thingy Question. and you can yeah. put in your suggestions of what kind of unsolved mystery you wanna us to talk about. You know, think outside the box. Let's make this exciting. Mm. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's it. So we're very blunt in the way we finish things. Yeah, but it's because it's like eight PM and like we're just ready to go to bed. And I had a really big lunch, and I was just ready. I still have to clean my room, like. And tomorrow I'm being a very big grown up, getting my car serviced, very grown up, taking my all the clothes that I bought online back to the post office because obviously none of them fit me because I seem (laughs) to be convinced that I'm skinnier than I actually am. Did you get those shoes? Yeah, but they haven't come yet. I bought oh, okay. some shoes, guys. We're going for like Parisian artisan boho chic, Emily in Paris type vibe. It's like off a bit, work model vibes. Yeah, like... a bit gossip girl, you know, like you don't want to talk to me, but you do kind of want to be me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that effort, effortless, like, effortless, but flawless, grungy, like, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I bought some shoes, but Lydia says that she has them and they were really painful. But my feet, I just tell you, they're made <laughs> of stronger stuff. Oh, I am terrible with shoes. I've convinced I'm convinced by trainers all the time. I'm two sizes smaller than I actually am because I'm convinced that the smaller your feet are, the more attractive you are. Oh my god! Not really sure how I worked that one out. We need to unpack that in another day, okay? Because <laughs> I have so many questions. Um, next episode of Therapy with Grace, we're talking about her foot size <laughs> and why it matters. But yeah, um, not that anyone cares that I bought some shoes, but I bought some shoes. So, I mean, uh, I mean, I get paid on Friday, so I'll probably buy some shoes too. I mean, I bought it with Klarna, so I haven't actually paid yet. Oh. Fucking love Klarna. <laughs> Klarna, can you sponsor us? I would love that. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, we've used their service enough. We should be sponsored by now. Oh, 100%. Anyway, we're off topic, very much off topic. So we'll see yeah. you next week with Unsolved mm-hmm. Mysteries. And we really hope you enjoyed Halloween. If you did yeah. enjoy our episodes, make sure you review us. Yes. Um, And yeah, we'll see you soon. See you later. Bye. Bye.